0: Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Today we're discussing the two things that will trip you up the most, the ego mind and the pain body. Now these two things will keep us wallowing in self-sabotage, drama, and keep us stuck. And they are so intrinsic to us that we are blind to them and often blindsided by them. We're going to discuss exactly what these are so we can start to notice them and gain some distance from them so they don't subconsciously run us so much. And then we can use them eventually as leverage to be our greatest teachers. Then we'll wrap it up with a group frequency calibration, which is a turbocharged meditation to begin to help you clear the distortion patterns and gather momentum to propel you forward. So let's get started. Dennis, what's your first question?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Karen, I think my first question would be, you know, this ego mind thing. There's volumes of books written about the ego. Yes. So is the ego a bad thing?
0: That's an awesome question. It's not. It it doesn't have to be. Okay. So your ego is really this thing that chatters and compares everything to everything else. So our minds are actually constructed to compare things to each other, right? And to create figure so you can understand what is safe in our world, like is this yeah. this versus this, this versus that, and to like map things, right? That's what our minds do. They constrain information so that we can make choices and decide. The ego gets involved when we start to think, oh, well, we should have it this way. It should be this way. That's the shoulding coming in, right, that comes in. And as you write, I mean, there are volumes written about the ego mind, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It's just that when it gets distorted and out of control, and we start to think that we are it, that it becomes really disruptive. It's also the judgy part of us. It's called the judgy part of us. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, so we need to have discernment correct we need to be able to evaluate options as we go through life yes so the mind we need the mind
0: yes it's a helpful tool it's a required tool
1: and so I, I just uh, you know the definition of the ego and you're saying it's not a bad thing so we've talked about spirit and we've talked about thoughts and we've talked about will Mm -hmm. And the mind, and now we've got the ego, and I I guess I'm just trying to process all that. Yeah. Where 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 does the ego fit in to all this?
0: So, from my, I'm going to probably answer it differently than you might think. So, from my perspective, the mind and the ego are actually slightly different. From my perspective, I'm not saying that the volumes of the books are suggesting. I'm just saying from my perspective. So. The mind is what I mentioned to you. It, it's actually a required tool in order to function in the world and to assess things and to move forward. Okay? It's, we, we need to plan things, we need to move about our days. Okay? So obviously we're in the world. The ego is the part of us that feels like it needs to compare in order to be better than someone else, in order to feel powerful, better, loved, worthy, or whatnot. So that's the part of us that is talking all the time to us our inner critic it's the thing that judges that to me is the ego
1: so I, I heard a couple key words there comparison yeah and as soon as we start the comparison game yes it goes down it's downhill it's downhill yeah and so the other word that you brought out was judgment mm-hmm. so I start to compare and yes. then I start to pass judgment that's right And something I'm really good at is passing judgment on myself. Yes. And so could you help me with how could I operate differently without being so judgmental of myself and so critical of myself?
0: Yeah. So the first thing is to realize that we are not our thoughts.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: (laughs) Well, well I know.
1: Karen, we were doing so good.
0: <laughs> we were doing
1: so good. And now all of a sudden, I am not my
0: thoughts. I know. Oh, I'm going to throw a at you. We're not our emotions
1: either. No emotions, no, no, e- okay, no thoughts.
0: we'll talk about that in another segment. But let's stick oh, with this. Well, we we're got... not our thoughts. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> right. So we're not our thoughts. We're not. Um, thoughts are actually... Um, Thoughts are just things that we they're actually collective thoughts. And we just tap into them and we tune into them and that's what we bring in and we think are ours. They're actually also formed very much by distortion patterns, mostly from our lineage, where we think often the same thoughts as our parents and our culture and our religion, because that's what we're encultured to think. So our thoughts, if we really think about them, aren't really ours they're actually belonging to someone else. So what happens is that we have these ideals within our culture of what perfection is and what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to achieve and all this sort of stuff. And there are these levels of perfection, let's call it perfection or ideal standards, which often I'm not sure who they're constructed by, but they're, not necessarily very natural or even in my mind very desirable so we are constantly internally judging ourselves against these standards that were imposed on us or given to us by something external to us that we're not even necessarily even aware of because they've just become so part of who we are and they've come through these distortion patterns in our lineage our cultures and our in our um Religions and our schools and whatever you know—they're just pervasive in our media, even. And um, yeah, so we become prisoners to them in a way. They're very binding because we just believe that is true. Wow.
1: So I, I've got to have got to back up here a little bit. So you made the statement that we technically are not our thoughts. Correct and uh, did you say there's kind of an ocean of thoughts Mm -hmm. and we just kind of connect to that Mm -hmm. and we download those
0: yeah and we repeat them over and over and over again yep
1: that kind of fit with our program Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that i'm trying to do is to become aware of those exactly and then realize that it's a lot of oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. and so I wish to rid rid myself of that yes so am I trying to quiet my mind am I trying that's to, a great question am I trying to stop my yeah. mind am I trying to
0: yeah
1: just live as a zombie <laughs>
0: Well, I would, live, I would not want to live like a zombie, but I, know I get your point. Um, so, right. So, it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, spiritual practices which is about quieting or negating the mind, like it needs to stop. So, your mind is going to talk to you all the time. It's its job, it's supposed to talk to you. It's going to be chattering all the time. We can, however, reduce its speed, even though I talk that. We can re- reduce its speed. We can turn down the volume, we can even mute it sometimes and we can also realize that it's just talking it's okay it just is so the point is not to go into like zen stillness at all times that's not you don't that does not have to be your goal okay it it does not some people can achieve that a lot of us can achieve it for periods of time that's okay that's wonderful and some of us will always just have our minds with us that's okay too it's about realizing that it's just your mind talking to you. So it's about distinguishing yourself from your ego mind, distinguishing and then noticing where you have judgment, where you are constantly criticizing self or other, and just noticing that. And what will happen is as a natural consequence of noticing those things. We start to gain distance from them and then ask, where did this even come from? Is it even really me? And the answer is no. It's very, very easy to still. I mean, there's all these books about stilling the mind and all these practices. Really, uh, it's as simple as, well, we can do it together. Just take a deep breath. Okay. So now, just drop into your heart. Into the still darkness of your heart. And really just imagine see sense or feel or become aware of your heart its beat the blood pumping through it the darkness inside your heart and I just mean absent of light and now just take another deep breath there Mm-hmm. And release when you're ready, and open your eyes. So you may have noticed that if you're very present in the physical sensation of your heart, or just being in your heart, that you likely were not thinking, were you?
1: Very few thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like everything's just slowed right yep, on down. Yep, just yep. Right. So this is where the body can become really, really instrumental. Because if you become very, very aware of your body, like, oh, I can feel the sensation of my second big toenail. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's my second big toe, second toenail, or whatever, not the big toe, the one next to it. Or somewhere obscure, like your earlobe, or, I don't know, like, you know, the back of your wrist. If you really focus on it, and you become very, very, very aware of it, you actually stop thinking because all you're doing is exploring and becoming very aware of that part of your body. So it's actually very easy to slow your mind down by becoming very aware of your body. That's all. Or if you prefer not your body, you can become very aware of the carpet fibers or the tile. And you just like zoom right into the tile. Be like, whoa. It's like kind of becoming stoned, but you're not stoned, right? You're just like looking at the tile and you're like, wow, check out all the details of the tile and you become very absorbed with the tile or the carpet fiber or the chair or whatever And once you do that all the other thoughts drop away Especially if you're not judging yourself for being very consumed with the sofa or whatever it is. Yeah okay. So it's actually quite easy To use your surroundings or your body to not think because you just make something else more relevant more pre- predominant
1: so, as I, as I quiet the mind, yeah. what is the impact on the ego? What is the relationship between these thoughts, this yeah. activity? Yes. And now, you know, I'm learning to quiet the mind, yeah, and it feels wonderful, mm-hmm. and it just, you know, becoming aware of the body mm-hmm. and its magnificence. Mm-hmm. What, what impact does that have on the ego?
0: Well, there's just less room for it. So the mind, okay, so we are going to distinguish now between the mind and the ego, because we're going this way. So the mind is the thing that's, What well, I would say, I'm not talking about everyone else's definition, just from my perspective, that the mind is the thing that talks to us, right? So it's talking all the time. It's chattering, right? It's like this, 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 I have to do this, blah, blah, blah. The ego, to me, is when it's the judgy part.
1: That's kind of the separation because, yeah. of the mind yeah. and the ego. Yeah, to me.
0: The way I'm going to talk about it,
1: yeah,
0: is is the judgy part, the comparison part, the one that's always like you're less than, not good enough, not worthy, not lovable enough, not whatever enough, you're not enough, not enough, not enough, or they are not enough, or they should be doing something, or why aren't they whatevering, or whatnot, why isn't it this way? That's that's kind of the judgmental part of it as opposed to just a pure thought. Does that make sense? So one has a judgment kind of quality to it but like the other one is just thinking right so to yeah. me that's the mind yeah. so to me that's the difference um, okay. yeah and so how it helps um, I think your question initially was how does quieting the mind help with the ego well when mind gets slow yeah. everything slows <clears throat> both of those things slow down there's just not much room for the chatter whether it just be like pure mind chatter or ego judgment right because you're not consumed with yeah. this part of yeah. Anything, really. And if you go into nature, it can be even more powerful because if you've ever noticed, um, uh, you know, even walking on the beach, everyone's in, often in a very good mood when they're on the beach because they're on the sand, they're barefoot often, right? And they're walking in the yeah. water or yeah. they're in the water and they get to be in a space where it, the frequencies are very pure and of the earth and everything in our earth down to the smallest grain of sand every fiber in a tree every cell in your body holds all the information of all that is so when you're in the presence of nature especially when it's like much bigger than you you can slow down and feel that we we as humans because we're part of all of this and we're of the earth also we can allow ourselves to drop into this greater than us to still to just be quiet and it allows, I've noticed, when you're in nature, you tend to be more in your body. Because you're, you know, hiking or walking or just sitting even. Yeah. Then you can just be <clears> and you can watch the clouds. Like you'll allow yourself, or at least I should say myself, I will watch, allow myself to just watch the sky. And it's fascinating. You can sit and, I can sit and watch the sky for hours. I find it fascinating. And you, I kind of get lost in it. And that allows for that ability. And then there's really no thinking. I might think, oh, the cloud kind of looks like an eagle you know, or whatnot, But then that will be the last thought I have for a series of minutes. So it's easy, if we go to nature, to um, reduce the amount of mind chatter and ego-mind stuff that we have.
1: You know, I have the feeling in our society we put a lot of value or a lot of worth on the intellect, Yes. which is... The mind. The mind and all those thoughts. Yep. Some are very powerful. Absolutely. But, you know... That gap between the thoughts
0: is really, really important.
1: Is really where the excitement and the joy yes. and the happiness and the abundance and the potential
0: is. Yes. And you know, do you know why that gap is so important? Do you know why? It's because it's in that gap that we experience our true nature, which is indestructible consciousness. It is in the gap between thoughts that we experience. Our nature as indestructible consciousness. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And so um, that's the power of that. And a lot of people actually are very afraid of being still, they're terrified of it. Yeah. And um, as, a, as a former um, hyper doer, uh, I can understand that. And in that stillness, there's so much expansion. It's, it's in the stillness, it's infinite. In a moment of stillness, there can be infinite expansion. And it's really beautiful because we are indestructible consciousness, infinite, indestructible consciousness. And therefore, in a mere second, everything can change. Right From this doing chatter, 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 nothing. It's possible. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So just kind of reflecting back on previous sessions, as we talked about accountability, we talked about awareness, we talked about... And so, when you said a lot of people are extremely scared or fearful of silence, yes. Because what I have to do is I have to look, and yeah, it's like wow, yeah, I have to, and look I, I have to feel, yes, with this body, yes, and that could be scary,
0: absolutely. It yeah. could be absolutely terrifying, and people yeah. there are. People who spend their entire lives avoiding all that. Yeah.
1: yeah. So when we talk about the will and the ego and the mind, it's mm-hmm. all connected. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's all related. Yep. And so just kind of going back to a question that I've asked you before in other sessions is, where do you come in if I come to you mm-hmm. and I've got a lot of chatter Mm-hmm. Or, I, I'm very much aware that I'm very judgmental, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems like everybody is, so yeah. it's no big deal.
0: Right. So. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, how, how could you help me? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, a lot of the uh, judgment and the mental chatter comes from distortion patterns. As we remove distortion patterns, A natural consequence of that is that the mind stills more and the judgment becomes less required in order for us to feel good about ourselves because we start to, as we release these distortion patterns, have a sense of more of our own sense of completeness, of wholeness, of our own brilliance. And therefore, there is no requirement to be better than anyone else. There's no requirement for things to be any other way than the way they are Because it doesn't matter because we have this sense of completion in ourselves It's irrelevant and so that is a natural consequence of the distortion patterns being removed
1: You know, so I I have a a sense or a feeling that probably my greatest desire in life Is to be at peace with myself? yeah
0: it's a tough one yeah
1: and so it sounds like you could help me with that though as far as releasing yeah. these distortions yes absolutely. That are creating a lot of craziness for me yes a lot of chatter yes. a lot of Yep, you know
0: and a lot of the judgment comes from lineage patterns it's like what we they're not even ours yeah. There are our parents, our parents' parents, their parents' parents, like all of those people um, have their own distortions around judgment of what they think is appropriate and right and good and acceptable and you know, desirable and all that stuff and what is bad, you know, conversely, and not acceptable and um, should be avoided. If you can remove all those distortion patterns, then that sort of goes out the window. And we think that it's us. It really, we really do. But once we release the distortion patterns from that lineage, that stuff dissolves, and then yeah. you start to realize, like, geez, like what, what, what else isn't mine? A lot. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: exciting. It's Very totally exciting. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. I loved your your uh, your little section there about nature. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you go out to the ocean, you go out to the mountain, to the river, to the forest, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be judgmental. Oh, it <laughs> is. I mean, there's nothing to judge.
0: No. It's all perfect. It's all perfect. And yeah. it just is. Yeah. What Are you going to judge a tree? Oh, I mean... you've got to be greater. you got to be brighter, <laughs> taller. you got to be, you know. It's like. It's... The stars should be brighter.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, mean, I get you could go there. So I, I really like that and,
1: you know it is a tremendous sense that we get when we step into nature It's yeah. just being totally you know in line with the laws of nature totally and, yeah. and it's
0: that frequency And even if you were working in an office for example and you feel the mind chatter like really going up and you're like, oh I wish this person were doing this and this teammate's doing whatever and my boss is blah, yeah. blah right
1: yeah.
0: one easy thing to do is just go to a window and look at the sky oh, just open up yeah and yeah. just look at the sky. That can break, it's a, it can be a pattern interrupt wow. where you can just allow yourself to look at the sky. Even if it's like your view is like this big, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm in New York City, I can see this much of the sky. So um, just look at the sky. Yeah. Or even if you have a plant, look at the plant yeah. and go into the cells of the plant because that cell of that plant holds. All the mystery and all that is in it. It's amazing. The whole universe. All the universes are in that plant. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC, exactly what is that?
0: These GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome, everyone. This is the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC, on the ego mind. So let's begin by taking three deep breaths together into your solar plexus. And so your solar plexus is between your belly button and the edge of your sternum or the bottom of your sternum where your ribs meet in front of your body. So taking a deep inhale in, holding it for a second or two before releasing it. On your second breath, you're going to inhale becoming very aware of how your weight is distributed either on your sits bones as you sit, on your back as you lie down or just the points where your body meets whatever is supporting you. And then holding your breath for at least one to two seconds longer than you did your previous breath. And this time, after you exhale, please hold the voided breath out for at least two to three seconds. Inhaling in, holding for at least one to two seconds longer than you did your previous breath. And then exhaling fully whenever you're ready on your own time. And holding out the voided breath for at least one to two seconds longer than you did your previous breath. Good. And whenever you're complete with those breaths, breathe in from your belly button all the way to your heart space. So for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group, subgroup and individual levels. And as I'm speaking to you, I'm already working on you. And what is happening currently is the mastermind is starting to gel. So the mastermind is when two or more individuals come together as a group with a common intention. In this case it is the highest purpose possible or the highest intention possible, which is to connect to pure source even more. So as a result, it is our highest and best versions of our highest selves that meet together. And as a result, we have incredible momentum as a group, taking another deep breath in between your belly button and your heart space. Becoming very aware of this space. And if it helps for you to imagine a tube between your belly button and your heart space, please do that. And just become aware of the muscle the flesh in this space as you breathe in to this area and just note for those of you who are new that I will be making sounds on my end so I will uh, exhale sharply I will yawn even though I'm not tired I will snap Occasionally and you might also hear me hum So just note that this is how I move the distortions at this point in time or remove them specifically It likely will change but that's the current way I remove them So you can use this as an opportunity to strengthen your own focus as you hear sounds on my end So the first frequency distortion pattern that we're going to remove as you breathe between your belly button and your heart space is the distortion pattern around rigid belief. And in this particular case, this is the belief around being right. So, um, we are human, so we obviously like to believe that we're right. It's part of our mind's function in allowing us to proceed in the world, to be, go into action. If you were in indecision or believed you were wrong, you wouldn't go into action. So obviously this is a required thing. However, this is a distortion. And when it becomes distorted, there becomes an attachment to what we believe is correct and right. And that others are wrong, and therefore we judge them for it or hold it against them or whatnot. And sometimes we bind so strongly to what it is that we believe is correct that we bind ourselves. Okay, and there, there is actually no right or wrong, really, it's just a mental idea a mental construct. So it prevents us from being open to new things and from actually growing into or becoming what it is that we want. So let's just remove this distortion pattern so that you could have more ease and move more quickly into what it is that you desire. And for at least 70% of you, this is an extremely strong pattern, whether you'd like to admit it or not. And just note that if I say something that resonates with you, then it's likely you. And if I say something that you feel very strongly couldn't possibly be you, then chances are it is you. So please, um, or at least I invite you to be open to that possibility and to examine that without judgment. Just notice it. So... right behind this distortion pattern is that of, again, it's another, uh, nuance or is it, um, a slightly different distortion pattern, and yet it is a distortion pattern of very, not only set beliefs, but rigid conclusions, assumptions, and, uh, um, just thought pattern. So it's like similar, you give a repetitive way of thinking or seeing the world. And if you, um, have challenges to that, then from whatever perspective you hold that, you tend to get a little bit um, anywhere from flustered to irritated to annoyed to angry. Okay, so depending on who you are, that's the spectrum. So I just notice if that's you as you breathe between your belly button and your heart space. So these distortion patterns are coming from lineage, from religion, and also culture. So it's kind of a triple whammy here. And it's very blinding. And you have to ask yourself why it's so important to be so attached to these things. Is it possible that there is more than you know, (sighs) or that you're aware of? Good. So let's do this as you breathe in from your belly button to your heart space. Let's ask ourselves the question, how can I connect Only to pure source even more that question again is how can I connect only to pure source even more or if you prefer how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source how can I become even more aware of my connection Only to pure source, whichever of those two resonates with you is perfectly fine. As you breathe from your belly button to your heart space, or imagine, see, sense, feel, or become aware of that space. And as you are aware of that space, imagine that this space becomes brilliant, gets brighter. More expansive. As you connect, even more. To pure source, here, in your body. And what I'm doing, on the back end, is increasing your native bandwidth. So just amplifying what is already natural to you. now, please breathe from the base of your sternum. Okay, so there's a fleshy point just after the base of your sternum, which is where your ribs meet in front of your body. Right, That fleshy point all the way into your heart space, please. So this frequency distortion pattern that we are now removing, is that of an overactive mind. And for some of you, at least 25% of you, your mind is not only overactive, it's like hyperactive. So it's always talking to you in like louder and louder tones. And for a very small subgroup of you, there are other things that speak to you other than your mind. I and mean, we'll talk about um, that some other time. All you have to do is breathe between the base of your sternum and your heart space. So now please breathe into your heart space. So imagine, see, sense, feel, or become very aware of your heart space. This next distortion pattern has to do with what I'll call false pride. So it's when you project the world that you've got it. Like you've handled it, you know what you're doing, you're on top of things, you're advanced spiritually, whatever it is. But yet, inside, you know that you're exactly the opposite. You don't have things. It's kind of a mess. You yearn for spiritual connection and you don't feel like you have it. You feel disconnected, whatever it is, right? So there's a disassociation between what you project into the world and who you feel you are inside, okay? So, this fuels the ego mind. Feeds it. Not in a good way. It just makes it louder because it feels it needs to project all this stuff and take a more defended stance. So let's breathe into the heart space as I release, help you release this distortion pattern. Okay, so now if you can imagine, see, sense, feel the very center of your solar plexus. Okay, so the midpoint between your belly button and the edge of your sternum, wherever that is for you. Okay, so whatever you imagine is perfect. So just find that point. It doesn't have to be exactly precise, but just imagine it. And Wherever that is, it's perfect. Taking a deep breath in. To this point. So this distortion pattern has to do with defendedness. Okay? So it's like you feel like you have to defend your position, defend your mind, to defend it's just like a defended against others stance. Uh So that's interesting. Um, If they're just thoughts, why do you have to defend them? Is it really your thoughts that you're defending or your attachment to your thoughts? What are thoughts anyway? Taking a deep breath into the very center of your solar plexus. And let's imagine softening into this point. Whatever that means for you, imagine softening here. even more into this point. What if all thoughts are true? What if no thoughts are true? What if some of them are true? Is it all possible? So instead of getting stuck in your mind as I ask these questions, just watch yourself and soften into the very center of your solar plexus. Notice if you feel like you have to engage with my questions. Soften even more. Taking another deep breath into the center of your solar plexus. So, this next distortion pattern has to do with, let me see, how do I say this? Um, With believing your thoughts, okay? So, of course, we have mind chatter all the time. Our minds talk to us all the time. Who's to say that it's right? Where did these ideas come from? What if there are better questions that we can ask? as you breathe into the center of your solar plexus. Take a deep breath, or imagine to see, sense, or feel from your belly button into your heart space again. So now please imagine, see, sense, or feel, or become aware of your spirit body, which is arm's length around you, I mean arm's length distance from you, it's more accurate, in a sphere all around you, okay? So arm's length distance, a sphere all around you, and you stand in the middle of the sphere. So now imagine that around the sphere, there are all these black ropes and they wrap around the sphere. So now, as I work on you, you're going to imagine that from the top of the sphere, melting down on the sides, the ropes start to dissolve or burn away or all the way from the top, down the sides, all the way to the fattest point in the sphere, all the way down to the other point, the bottom point of the sphere. (sighs) Solved. Please note, this is much more than a visualization. We are clearing the binding of your ego mind around your spirit body. And what I'm doing on my end is working on spirit level to release even more from you. Taking a deep breath in. And then releasing with a very long and loud exhale. (sighs) Good. I'm going to leave you here for as long as you'd like. I look forward to meeting you on the next GFC. If you're ready to clear even more of the frequency distortion patterns that are holding you back so you can accelerate towards where you want to be, please visit my website at sphericalluminosity.com.